Alabama outside linebacker Will Anderson Jr. So for this to happen, Seattle picks five overall. There's been a lot of talk about the quarterbacks in this draft. You'd need three quarterbacks to go in the first four picks, or you need like two quarterbacks to go in the first four picks and say like a, a cornerback like Witherspoon uh, to go, and then Seattle can pick uh, Will Anderson Jr. That's not out of the question. Like, there's a lot of talk about the quarterbacks, and for like for it to be all quarterbacks, all uh, defensive linemen in the first four picks, that feels unlikely. Like, you know, mix it up. What What about a receiver just getting involved? I don't know. We'll We'll see. But or maybe yeah. maybe a tackle suddenly rises. But I, I doubt that. Anyway. So say Will Anderson Jr. does fall to the Seahawks. I I have to say, like, watching him, I don't know what I was expecting because I hadn't really watched him properly. And I'd seen, like, the highlight clips of him beating a tackle, um, you know, much faster get-off, beats a tackle basically out of his dance, and then he's able to win the edge, get the edge, uh, r- rush wide through the arc and, and reduce down and, and get the sack. So, oh, this guy is going to be like your... He's like the perfect fit. You know, you look at the size, like he's an outside linebacker in a, in a 3-4. You know, okay, you know, he's gone to Alabama. I'm sure he can do the pass coverage. And then you like watch him and you're like, oh, this is not the kind of speedy, bendy kind of dude I was expecting. And what stands out is Alabama's playing him inside a tackle as a four-eye and he is like holding up. He's got incredible uh, play strength against the run. He The way he strikes guys the way he strains, the way he gets under people's pads, uh, the way he just takes on blocks so violently and with excellent leverage and his handwork of uh, getting his outside arm involved as well to keep himself clean. He's just playing right on the edge of his, his frame and his abilities against like big tackles, getting right under their pads, rocking them back. Like, brilliant. And it's like, oh, well... The run defense will be fine with him. You know, you could rely on him to set an edge. And, he, you know, he's obviously a smart football player. He'd, you know, he'd, he'd really solve that problem of you wouldn't know. You know, he'd be like what the Bruce Irvin edition was meant to be, but on like completely to a different level, like with, with the production, uh, you know, much, much better. But, uh, yeah. you know, and it wouldn't be like Daryl Taylor not being able to set an edge and Nuosi, like you, you could have Anderson in there on base and then yeah but as a pass rusher like I was not I was I was, I don't know, was kind of kind of not not really seeing yeah. this as much as I thought I would yeah all right so I mean I would be I mean I, I'm Carter over Anderson right but I still think that he's like a top 10 pass rushing edge prospect I don't think he's like unanimous, like, you know, top three pick like most years, like Nick Bosa or Miles Garrett. I don't think he's up there. Uh, watching him in 2022 is different than watching him in 2021, though. I mean, he was he was hurt this year. He was hobbled. That said, he still had some really uh, higher profile games. But even in his true sophomore year last year, um, you're right. He's not he's not like the Von Miller type, like get off bend flexibility at the top of the rush, uh, st- st- stuff like that. So, um, but, but like, what, what is he though? Like, I still think he has good get off. I think he has decent, like good bend, just not great bend. Um, 
And then I think that, yeah, he doesn't have like innate, like crazy flexibility where he can dip under guys. But I think part of that also is like deliberate choices he's making, like further making it look worse than it actually is. Um, but like, what is he though? I mean, he's essentially like a, he's like a, a speed f- strength finesse guy where he plays with like, he gets speed to get position on the tackle when he's rushing up the arc. And then from there, where it really sets him apart as a trace player is he has absolutely like generational play strength for a guy that's 245. Like at the top of the arc, he gets his hands on you. He's winning the rep. Like you're, you're at his mercy at that point. Like, and he's a technique oriented player, a technique oriented player who actually only has a couple of moves. So like he can pick up moves. I think no doubt, like expand his tool belt because he's already so dependent on winning with, with moves, stuff like that. So like, like risk control is everything. And then from there he can transition into his rip without, without losing any ground, like uh, on the quarterback. So, cause like um, drifting, down the pocket is is a big problem right for the edge rushers you need to be able to corner early i think he has that capacity to do that and and like ride a rip and maintain his path i think that's where he can be really good um but for a player who is built around that what i did see a surprising lack of is like footwork to set up the tackle a little bit like where the jab steps where the little sudden shimmy movements now when he did do them they worked to a devastating effect so it's kind of it's trite for a podcaster to sit there and be like well do it do more jab steps but like that's sometimes that's just how you felt watching him like do more of that like use more footwork just to, to set yourself up better at the top of the rush because i mean he has terrific lateral quickness that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean like change of direction or like you know like pure bend but like that first that first sudden first step suddenness is way up there. That's why like he has good counter moves at the right off right off the snap where he he can work inside really quickly. It's it's the same same concept instead of going outside in, going um uh inside out too. So like and and that's how he can offset like the pure speed issues. Again, like the the arc speed is still good. It's just not great. Um I I think he just kind of needs to put it all together. I think he can be an elite edge rusher. Now the other side of it is like you said, he played a lot of four eye. A lot of his reps are just not good reps, like to evaluate at all, because they have him lined up in the B gap and expanding out. And then on further, I feel like it seemed like whoever was rushing opposite him was given the liberty to like rush the full depth of the pocket, and he was the guy who had to retrace and and to account for the the quarterback scrambling up the middle or escaping in general. So I wondered how much of it was like coaching points where he wasn't able to like, you know, go full tilt all the time because they wanted him to be able to work back. So that meant he was capping his rush off a lot. Like there are times where it felt like, why didn't you, like, why did you stop? You didn't have to. Um, And I wonder if it is how he was coached. Now, those issues tend to alleviate a little bit in like, you know, the third and long situations or like games where, like like high profile games like Georgia twenty one Cincinnati twenty one I think are really important games because it shows like what get off he does have a little bit more on display and he was consistently beating the, their tackles. Now his um, his uh his get off off the ball was really good like snap timing wise like really good almost like hard to get better than that. The thing I found was uh, after that point like his speed up the arc it wasn't as uh, you know, it wasn't like elite, it was fine, but like, we're talking it's, about it's not players, elite, yeah. so it's kind of like, ah, 
and really, you know, it, unsurprising given his amazing strength, but he likes to kind of work tighter paths on tackles that like even in opportunities where he could have aligned wider, he's, he's really trying to work uh, like a tighter alignment and then get his hands into them, like a forklift move. Um, and even like headbutting guys uh, in his rush paths to get up and close to them. And then when he can rip through and win the edge or swim past and, and win the edge, but he yeah. like, there's there wasn't too many wide wins and you know you mentioned the cincinnati game where there is that that wide win because he's just faster out of than the tackle at the set but it's like you know what is that tackle compared to like an nfo guy where right. you look at him against tennessee uh and malik right you look at him against texas a&m's tackles where he's not really winning like he's he's he's, he's having some reps where he's going to beat the power and and the tackles having to anchor in there, but he's not winning the edge. He's not really, uh, not really doing much as a pass rusher for me. Now, now see where I feel like where we can kind of put this into perspective a little bit is like Kayvon Thibodeau last year, there were concerns about his pure agility at the top of the rush. He had, he, he was like a bat out of hell right off the snap, but then he, like, there weren't actually as many, like wide arc wins as you'd think either. He kind of wanted to go speed to power a little bit more than maybe he should have. Now, maybe he has more pure pure speed, more pure arc speed. Um, and he just, it was like a rush plan thing. But like, I would I would take 2021 Will Anderson over Kayvon Thibodeau. And I like Thibodeau quite a bit. It was willing to kind of live with him, not checking off the boxes he's supposed to check to the level that you want him to check them off. That was bad phrasing. But um I don't know. I feel like I feel like if it's if it doesn't sink Thibodeau, it shouldn't sink the prospect of Anderson at five. It's just I don't know. I think he's far and away the best edge rusher in the class, but that's because this edge rusher group isn't that great. And I'd rather have Jalen hundred percent. But like I would I would still be ecstatic by Will Anderson. Again, like I think he's elite run defender too. Um he gets into the backfield, he's a football player before before he is anything else like great technique you know taking on blocks all that stuff um so i don't know man that, that's that's just how i see it but yeah i get it like i feel like if, if he if he can refine his technique a little bit because he's not raw just needs experience and refinement and put in a scheme where they kind of let him tee off a little bit more i think he's got more in him and i think he could be really really productive um but we, we also talked about this off air like he needs to not be 245 though. He needs yeah. to be 255. He needs to I put think, on weight. Yeah. Which is so that sounds silly to, though because we said he has elite play strength. So why does he have to be bigger? It's because it would compound what his strengths, right? Like positively. Yeah. You know, because I don't yeah. think it would make him much slower. It would just make what he's already good at even better. Yeah. And and we should say like over the, over three years at Alabama, he did have 34 and a half sacks. So like. He was productive. It's just the the way the way the you know him. I wanted to see him win in in ways which were like you know just bending the edge, dipping around the edge, and that's that's just not who he is. So that maybe that's wrong of me for my expectations. But knowing in what like the Seahawks would want from a outside linebacker, edge rusher type, uh, yeah, it's really not it's not the complete ideal prototype. And honestly, a lot of this as well is like. It's so weird Seattle picking in the top five. I don't know sort of how to handle it. I'm maybe expecting my expectations too much. And 
when we talk about adding weight, Anderson turns 22 in September. Like he is young, as you said, he is a, you know, he has room to develop. He's still growing as a, as a man, like his body's still developing. He's still working all that stuff out. And he is a really good football player. Like at the end of the day, if you take a really good football player with really high SEC sack production, you're probably not going to go wrong. Uh, yeah. But I don't. I don't think it's nitpicky to say like I against like the better tackles, especially like this last season. And I only watched twenty twenty two, so I need to watch twenty twenty one. I would if Seattle took him. But I don't think it's nitpicky to say that you would like um, you'd like him to uh, have a bit more of a rush plan. Like I don't see. That's the thing. I think the coaches kind of screwed. I think his coaching. Yeah, that's true. Because like also when you when you talk about him being the the retrace to the quarterback guy, like they were running so much mirror stuff where you know the other dudes rushing around the back of the arc, and he's designed to just loop inside and 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 spill it to that guy. You know, like yeah. I mean, it's it's not fun watching either of those two, Alabama or Georgia rush the passer for individuals i mean they have a great collective team rush plan yeah. right like stellar but it's not fun to like they're not they're not trying to get their guys drafted any higher than they're already going to be drafted because they have the alabama name brand the georgia name brand so they don't need yeah. to accentuate them they're trying to win football games it's just yeah. the game is different at college obviously that is the nfl so um yeah and on the jab step thing as well like when he like the, the few times he did pop that out to like work the angles that really looked good it's just i mean he, he's a he's a lead at cornering and he's going to be even better at it so it's 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 just rare to talk about a top five top ten edge where the best thing they're the best trait is their play strength at the top of the arc it's their ability to corner like with with, with technique is usually you're talking about like the the lower body traits right um yeah He's but not, so, yeah, he yeah. just he he just plays like a he just plays like a sort of a heavier edge. Like he's usually you'd expect like looser hips, and he's just kind of he's he's a little rigid. bit more like yeah mechanical. See, so so comp wise, now this guy has this guy had a little bit more like wiggle to him, but the way like Justin Houston ended up perfecting his game, Justin Houston was speed into position and then from there his hands took care of the rest or is or is a conversion to power i feel like that's what will anderson needs to try to be like in terms of what his process like the justin houston kind of process um because i think he can win with the same few moves rinse and repeat the way houston has even when he was with the chiefs in this prime um like justin houston i mean he had he had get off don't get me wrong he had bend but he wasn't winning the same way Von Miller was. I mean, Khalil Mack even. Khalil Mack, see, the thing about Mack is that he was 260 moving that, that way. So, like, that, that matters. That was more obvious, yeah. That's, that's 20 pounds of difference. So, like, I'm not going to comp Will Anderson to Khalil Mack, even stylistically. It's just he needs to – I'd really like to see him put on 10, 15 pounds minimum and see how he handles that weight because I feel like that would unlock him. But still, so like we're asking these questions of a guy who could be picked at fifth overall. That's that's why we prefer Jalen Carter, you know, because there are no questions about his play style or anything. Like with yeah. Carter, you're you're just parsing 
shades of eliteness, not is he elite or not, you know? And and also it matters, like Matt coming out, I'm pretty sure was a senior. Like Yeah. So he hasn't he had another year to you know develop like just as a you know body wise 